Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, I think what makes this show a little different is I'm not just an observer who regurgitates what's on the main websites and gives an opinion about it. Of course, we do that from time to time. But on this program, I just view my role a little differently. We talked about this the other day. I'm an activist. I'm on a mission. You're on a mission. We want to save our country. Our country's under attack. It's under assault. And the American people, I pray to God, and I could be wrong, are rising to the occasion to begin the process of taking our country back And we are fortunate we have an election in about 12 days. Many of you have early voting. So that we can begin the process of clawing our way back. But we talked about how you, you, we here on this program, help launch this counter-counter-revolution, that is, this this effort against the counter-revolution to the American Revolution. Think back a little bit. As we were promoting nationally, parents starting in Loudoun County, Virginia, where we live, two places, Florida and Loudoun County, Virginia, Local school board meetings that were not getting national attention. Suddenly they did. Suddenly other hosts started talking about them. Suddenly they were on Fox. It didn't start that way. 
started here with you. We saw the riots before that, the year before 2020. Black Lives Matter. An avowedly Marxist, anti-Semitic, anti-American organization. We had the guts to call them out. We found the clip. Or one of the founding members of Black Lives Matter. In a little known speech. Talked about how she and the group was Marxist. Remember that Mr. Producer? Because we work morning, noon and light here and on the weekends. 2021. The summer of 2021. Yes, people saw what was going on that fall. You parents. Homeschooling by the government. What was happening to your children. But there was no really comprehensive understanding what was going on. Because it wasn't just that, as horrific as that is. All kinds of things were happening. With the Biden administration, with the Democrats in Congress, with the media, with the, with the thugs running the teachers' unions and the educational bureaucrats and your students and the borders wide open. It was all happening seemingly at once. And then really, by providence, or coincidence, American Marxism was released. Late June 2021. Late June 2021. This is a substantial audience, over 14 million people listening. And I went on Fox, and I used my Fox show, and I used my Levin TV show on Blaze, and we used the radio program, we used every format we had, and they're substantial. The counter-revolution to the American Revolution is in full force. It can no longer be dismissed or ignored, for it is devouring our society and culture, swirling around our everyday lives, ubiquitous in our politics, schools, media, and entertainment. Once a mostly unrelatable, fringe, and subterranean movement, it is here. It is everywhere. You, your children, and your grandchildren are now immersed in it. And it threatens to destroy the greatest nation ever established, along with your freedom, family, and security. Of course, the primary difference between the counter-revolution and the American Revolution is that the former seeks to destroy American society and impose autocratic rule. And the latter sought to protect American society and institute representative government. The counter-revolution or movement of which I speak is Marxism. Marxism. In America, many Marxists cloak themselves in phrases like progressives, democratic socialists, social activists, community activists, etc. As most Americans remain openly hostile to the name Marxism. The application and adoption of core Marxist teachings to American society and culture, what I call American Marxism, must be addressed and confronted lest we are smothered by its modern manif- manifestations. And make no mistake, the situation today is dire. They operate under a myriad of 
newly minted organization or identifying nomenclature such as Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the Squad, etc. They claim to promote economic justice, environmental justice, racial equity, gender equity, etc. They've invented new theories like critical race theory and phrases and terminologies linked to or fit into a Marxist construct. And they claim the so-called dominant culture and capitalist system are unjust and inequitable, racist and sexist, colonialist and imperialist, materialistic and destructive of the environment. Their purpose is to tear down and tear apart the nation for a thousand reasons and in a thousand ways, dispiriting and demoralizing the public, undermining the citizenry's confidence in the nation's institutions, traditions, and customs, creating one calamity after another, weakening the nation from within and ultimately destroying what we know as American republicanism and capitalism. And you saw it. You saw it. You wanted to know more about it. That's why American Marxism was the number one book, fiction, nonfiction, of 2021. Not even close. People say to me, how do you sell so many books? I don't sell books. I promote ideas. When I sit down and write a book, it's not about how many books am I going to sell. I don't even decide what date I'm going to release them. I've had books released in March, June, August. The worst time, they say, for book releases. Didn't matter. Whatever their labels and self-descriptions. The essential characteristics of their belief statements and policies exhibit core Marxist dogma. They occupy our colleges and universities, newsrooms and social media, boardrooms and entertainment, and their ideas are prominent within the Democratic Party, the Oval Office, and the halls of Congress. Their influence is seen and felt among the mostly winning as well as the unsuspecting. And in news reporting, movies, television shows, and commercials, publishing, and sports, as well as teacher training and classroom curriculum throughout America's public school system. They use the tactics of propaganda and indoctrination and demand conformity and compliance, silencing contrary voices through repressive tactics, such as the cancel culture, which destroys reputations and careers, censoring and banning mostly patriotic and contrary views on social media, even including former President Donald Trump, and attacking academic freedom and intellectual interchange in higher education. Indeed, they take aim at all aspects of the culture, Historical monuments, including memorials to Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, abolitionist Frederick Douglass, and the 54th Massachusetts Black Union Regiment. <coughs> Mark Twain, William Shakespeare, Mr. Potato Head, Dr. Seuss, Disney cartoons, ad infinitum. Pronouns are banned and replaced with nondescript words so as not to offend 58 flavors of general identification. Past social media posts are scrutinized for early indications of insufficient fealty to the present-day Marxist hegemony. Journalism and editorial pages are sanitized of non-believers. Sound familiar, Mr. Producer? What is the appeal of Marxism? American Marxism has adapted the language and the allure of utopianism. 
The economic and cultural agenda driven by President Joe Biden and the Democratic Party provide ample examples of this ideology and behavior at work. Massive deficit spending, confiscatory taxation, regulation of all things large and small, drenched in Marxist class warfare propaganda. A slew of executive orders claiming to end numerous historical and cultural injustices. So too does their demand for absolute one-party control over the body politic through various extra-constitutional schemes and other means. As Marxism does not tolerate the competition of ideas or political parties. These efforts include changing the voting system to ensure Democrat Party control for decades, which has as its purpose the eradication of the Republican Party and political competition, attempting to eliminate the Senate filibuster rule so all manner of laws can be imposed on the country without effective deliberation or challenge, threatening to breach separation of powers and judicial independence by plotting to pack the Supreme Court with like-minded ideologues, planning to add Democratic seats to the Senate, to ensure its control over that body, using tens of billions in taxpayer funds to subsidize and strengthen core parts of the Democrat Party base, unions, political activists, and facilitating massive illegal immigration, the purpose of which is to, among other things, alter the nation's demographics and eventually add, they hope, to the pro-Democrat Party voting base. The campaign to delegitimize and marginalize the Democratic Party's political opposition is evidenced in their rhetoric and their propaganda. It seeks to empower itself by breaching constitutional firewalls, skirting if not eradicating rules, traditions, and customs, adopting Marxist class warfare language, aligning with certain avowedly Marxist groups and ideological causes, among other things. Is using the instrumentalities of the government for its political empowerment and purposes. The truth is that the interests of the Democratic Party come before those of the country. This is the key. And allegiance to the party is more important than fidelity to the country. It holds these characteristics in common with other autocratic and communist parties throughout the world. And it goes on. And then, of course... American Marxism lays out the case. Breeding the mobs. Hate America, Inc. Tenured professors and the educational bureaucracy. The use of race and gender. And climate change. To destroy property rights, individuality, the civil society. The use of propaganda, demagoguery, censorship, subversion. The entire book lays the case out, really, ultimately, for this election. This movement has been building for a year and a half. There's not a single analyst on cable or on any network, not a single so-called political operative or expert who has the foggiest idea what's been taking place in this country. And there was a wave across the country in the election last November. And God willing, you will create a massive wave again in this election. And in the last chapter of American Marxism, we choose liberty. We choose liberty. And the specifics are laid out here. 
The Democrat Party is destroying this country. The Democrat Party is a Marxist operation in its fundamentals. And I said at the end of the book, well, this is the end of the book. It is the beginning of a new day. We choose liberty. Patriots of America, unite. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Just a reminder, there was one line of what I read to you there that we've talked about, but I want to underscore it in this election season. Hopefully you're getting out and voting early if you're free to. The Marxists, the fascists, the Democrats, they put party first. Party before country. The allegiance is to the party. The Democrat Party as an institution has had very little allegiance to the country, from slavery to Marxism and everything in between. They have allegiance to themselves. That's why they will try and elect Fetterman at all costs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as he fills a spot and they can get his vote and further empower and advance the party. That's all that matters. Same with Joe Biden. It doesn't matter. It simply doesn't matter. Your vote is so crucial because you understand what you're voting against here. You're not just voting against these whacked out lefties. You're voting against the American Marxists who are trying to destroy our country. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad 
that as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. The Democrat Party candidates running now are the most radical in American history. And many of them have said in the past, and they're lying about it now with multi-millions of dollars in billionaire dark money, that they hate the country. That's what they've said. They hate America. They hate the Constitution. They hate people because of their race. Many of them sound like hosts or did on MSNBC. They're the most radical candidates in American history. If a party fueling candidates that hate us. The most anti-American in American history. The most anti-middle class in American history. The most anti-capitalism in American history. Why is that? Why is that? It's pretty obvious, is it not? Lawlessness, disorder, destabilization, constant coup efforts against a prior president, Donald Trump, the Stasiization of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, a Department of Injustice that is the appendage of the Democrat National Committee, brainwashing our children against their parents, against their faith, against their upbringing, dumbing down our children so they're more easily indoctrinated. What is all this? Well, we know where it comes from. If I wanted to plot a way to destroy America, I would vote Democrat. If I wanted to destroy the nuclear family, I'd vote Democrat. If I wanted to destroy our private property rights and our market system, I would vote Democrat. If I want to destroy energy independence and impoverish the people so they turn on their economic system and they turn on their constitution, I would vote Democrat. If I want to drive up the cost of gasoline and home heating oil, limit its supply, make it more complicated and complex for people to live their lives, so again they would turn on the Constitution and the capitalist system, I'd vote Democrat. If I wanted to turn one American against another based solely on their skin pigmentation, I'd vote Democrat. If I wanted to destroy America, I'd have open borders. 
where tens of thousands of young Americans are dying from fentanyl. Where there's anarchy on our southern border. Where drug cartels find new cities to operate from within the United States. The more anarchy, the better. The more chaos, the better. Cloward and Piven overwhelm the system. Trash the local police. Undermine them. Defund them. Trash the military. Impose social experimentation on young people who sign up to protect the nation and turn one of those soldiers against another, again, based on their race. I would vote Democrat. If I hated America, I would vote Democrat. If I were a racist, I would vote Democrat. Democrat Party has used race for its entire existence. Anti-black racism and now anti-white racism, anti-Asian racism, from FDR to Harvard College. Racism. You heard me. For an anti-Semite. Defending Palestinian terrorists. Refusing to arrest and prosecute thugs attacking Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn. Embracing Black Lives Matter, an anti-Semitic, anti-American Marxist organization. If I felt that way, I'd vote Democrat. If I believe babies aren't babies, when the science tells me they're babies, even to moments before birth, even while half of their body is out of the birth canal, half their body's out of the birth canal, and I would call that a woman's choice, And I would obsess over it, and I'd want taxpayers to pay for it, and I would make it my number one campaign issue, I'd vote Democrat. Now, if I wanted to destroy America's superpower status and surrender it to the communist Chinese, I'd vote Democrat. If I wanted to arm the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran... With nuclear warheads, I'd vote Democrat. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's the way it is. We've talked about pocketbook issues, and that's what is motivating most people, I believe. Because that's the nature of economic socialism and cultural Marxism. Poverty, impoverishment. People go hungry. People are cold in the winter. They're hot in the summer. There's rationing. Why? Because rationing is power. Power. The Democrat Party is on a suicide mission. Not for itself, of course, but for America. Whether it was the Confederacy, the Klan, 
the segregationists who ruled so many parts of our country for a hundred years. Whether it's now the Marxists, anti-school choice and competition, brainwashing our children rather than teaching them, unleashing violence in the streets, the Democrat Party has always used race and hate. There's simply no comparable systematic effort by the Republican Party. And we can say what we will about the Republican Party, and we do. But it's not anything like the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party works with its oligarchs from Silicon Valley to silence free speech and the competition of ideas and science and other forms of information that are not sanctioned by the Democrat Party. Look all over cable, truthfully, but for Fox. We have Democrats populating, laced throughout the media. Laced throughout MSNBC, CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post. Laced throughout the big networks, the big three. Democrats. If I opposed free speech and a free press, I'd vote Democrat. The right to bear arms in order to protect yourself and your family. There are many reasons to bear arms, but for me, that's number one. So your wife, in my case, and your children are safe. So your home is your home and it's safe. This is basic in any civilized society. But if I wanted to remove your safety, a husband's ability to protect his family, or frankly, a wife's ability, or a woman, or a man, you get it. And to make them vulnerable to the mob, to rapists and murderers and burglars, without any defense, having undermined the local cops, I would vote Democrat. There's a reason these things are happening in the country. There's a reason why tens of millions of us are shaking our heads. What's going on in this country? There's a reason why the Democrats have nominated candidates who are the most radical imaginable, who are Marxists in many instances. There's a reason they've done that. Because they want to take us down. There's a reason why the Attorney General of the United States doesn't arrest people violating federal law who are threatening Supreme Court justice. There's a reason that the Attorney General of the United States uses the tools of federal law enforcement to go after pro-lifers to go after Trump supporters, to go after Trump, to go after Project Veritas. There's a reason for this. To try and destroy Rudy Giuliani. 
John Eastman. Any lawyer who deigned or dared to stand up to the judges, to the politicians, to the litigators for the Democrat Party. There's a reason. In addition to inflation, in addition to gas prices, in addition to home heating oil shortages, in addition to diesel fuel shortages, in addition to food prices going through the roof, in addition to certain food shortages, in addition to the difficulty in getting basics that you were able to get two years ago. Because Marxism destroys an economy, destroys it wherever it's tried and wherever it's practiced. In addition to all these things, the republic is being destroyed from within by people who hate us, hate our founding, hate our prosperity. These things are not happening by accident, they're heavily funded by dark money and billionaires in the shadows. They're heavily promoted by a political party that hates the country. They're heavily promoted and censored when necessary by a corrupt media that is despised by the American people because it's corrupt. That's what this election's really about. That's why this movement that was started really in the summer of 2021 needs to pull us across the finish line. Even conservative friends of mine on TV and radio, they don't understand how big this movement is. And we have talked about this over the months and even a year ago. They don't comprehend it. They take the talking points of the usual, typical, so-called experts and analysis, and they regurgitate them. Not all, but some. This is bigger than the Republican Party. This is bigger than a supposed red wave. This is life and death for a republic. For our country. We can't win every election. But we've got to win this one. The reason they tried to destroy Donald Trump as a candidate, the reason they tried to destroy Donald Trump during his transition to the presidency, the reason they've tried to destroy Donald Trump's presidency, and the reason they've tried to destroy Donald Trump now, post-presidency, is because he interfered with their project. Hillary was supposed to get the handoff from Obama. She, too, a radical nutjob. She was supposed to get the handoff. So they had to destroy Trump, or try to. And yet he's still standing. He's a remarkable man. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. We have two guests tonight, ladies and gentlemen. One will be at about 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You may have heard of him, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Uh, the second guest will be at the top of the third hour for about 10 minutes. It'll be Tudor Dixon, a Republican running for governor of Michigan. She mopped the floor with a Gretchen Whitmer, you might recall, just as DeSantis mopped the floor with Chris Christie. Very, very important. Why do you think the Democrats are focused on adding four Democrats to the Senate for permanent control? Why do you think the Democrats want to get rid of the filibuster rule for permanent control? Why do you think the Democrats want to pack the Supreme Court for permanent control? They do those three things and it's over. Where did they learn to do these things? They learned from California. California, the state of Ronald Reagan, the state of Pete Wilson, the state of Duke Majin. Wonderful, wonderful governors. Think you can elect somebody like that today in California? They took the reins of power. They destroyed the voting system. They opened the borders wide. They changed the nature of their government. They made it impossible for the Republicans to stop what they were doing. They only needed two to four years to control the state legislature and the governorship to do what they've done to California. That was it. Nancy Pelosi saw it. She was involved in it. All the Democrats in Washington have seen it. And that's their plan for America. Party first. Democrat party first. Allegiance to the party. You saw Xi... And the Communist Party Congress. Well, think of the Democrat Party Congress. That's how they think. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here, our number... 
877-381-3811. Boy, there's a lot of demand for this. So we're probably going to take from the first hour when I talked about if I want to destroy America, here's how I would do it. I would vote Democrat. We will pare that down. We will get the clip. We will put it on my social sites. Since it seems to be in great demand, and you can send it around. I have a good friend. He's a broadcaster, too, by the way. He's a great patriot. And um, he dabbles in writing and poetry as a former singer so forth very successful guy and um, he just sent me this poem and I heard the first half of it and I really liked it and I gave it to Mr. Producer and I said can you download this so we can play it I don't normally do this, folks. You know, I'm not sitting here waiting for buddies to send me stuff, but I really, really liked it. Let's take a listen from Mike Booth. Go ahead. Our American flag. The flag represents freedom for me and you. The colors are red, white, and blue. Things that mean as much are very few. I can truly say why I feel pride each time I see our flag fly. My pride comes from those before us, those that gave all, so some of us can stand up and make a fuss. I've heard it said today, I don't agree with what you say, but I will die to see that you can say it today. It puts a lump in my throat each time I see our Navy at sea and afloat the army as they march to keep us free. They never turn back, they never flee. The Air Force flying so very high, keeping us safe from way up in the sky. The Marines as they charge in harm's way, fighting our foes from the hulls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli each day. The Coast Guard as they monitor our shores and save lives. Five reasons to be proud our flag flies. But to think even further back in time to the men that wouldn't walk the line, the one that stood up to high taxes and tyranny, the ones that froze in Valley Forge for you and me, the ones that gave their lives and fortunes for us to be free the ones we call patriots. The ones who fought and died for us to live this way. Those men, they still live in us today. So when you see the flag, you feel the pride. For no one else on earth can decide the way you think or the way you feel. And I'm aware that that's a pretty good and really big deal. The flag, it means home. The flag, it means safety. The flag, it means life. The flag, it is America. Oh glory, long may you fly, our great American flag. Isn't that beautiful? 
Some of you may be familiar with his voice. Many of you may be, but isn't that beautiful? We may play that from time to time. Let's hold on to that, Mr. Producer. That's Mike Booth, who wrote that and whose voice you heard. Just a fantastic gentleman. Fantastic gentleman. Dress is funny, but still a fantastic gentleman. No, really cool. Thanks for sending that, Mike, really. Folks, you're not going to believe this, or maybe you will, from Epic Times. It's a breaking story. The United States will stop developing nuclear-armed sea-launched cruise missiles according to new documents released by the Department of Defense. The documents released on October 27 stated the United States will retire B-83-1 gravity bomb, will cancel the nuclear-armed sea-launched cruise missile SCLCM During a news conference, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin faced questions about retiring the two programs, arguing, quote, our inventory of nuclear weapons is significant. I do not believe this sends a message to Putin. He understands what our capability is. You know, the reason you develop these things is not because you can blow Russia or China off the face of the earth a thousand times. It's because you show them that you have a technological edge over them as a deterrent. Because they can blow us off the face of the earth a thousand times. This is deterrence. The Biden administration released three documents on October 27, that's today. The National Defense Strategy, Nuclear Posture Review, and Missile Defense Review. Together they lay out the military's priorities for the coming years and underscore that Washington plans to maintain a very high bar for nuclear employment. During the Trump administration, the Pentagon made a decision in 2018 to develop a new nuclear-armed sea-launched cruise missile with a focus on the threat from Russia. So I want you to think about this. In the face of Putin threatening us, we announce this. Now, how do you think Putin is going to see this? His weakness. But the Biden administration said in its review the sea-launched cruise missile program was unnecessary and would be canceled because the United States already had the means to deter nuclear use. One program from the Trump era that Biden is keeping is the W-76-2 low-yield submarine launch ballistic missile, which the Pentagon fielded in 2020 to address Russia's potential employment of similar-scale tactical nuclear weapons, the kind Moscow has threatened to use in Ukraine to salvage their war. The document also said the U.S. nuclear policy will maintain a very high bar for nuclear employment, but it would only consider the use of nuclear weapons in extreme circumstances to defend the vital interests of the United States or its allies and partners. That's not a change. That's obvious. By the 2030s, the United States will, for the first time in its history, face two major nuclear powers as strategic competitors and potential adversaries. And this will create new stresses on stability and new challenges for deterrence, assurance, arms control, and risk reduction, the document says. In an address in the U.S. military strategy, Austin told reporters, Russia, unlike China, cannot systematically challenge the United States in the long term. 
But he said the Russian aggression currently poses an immediate and sharp threat to our interests and values. Meanwhile, the Chinese regime wants to employ 1,000 deliverable warheads by the end of the 2020s, according to the Pentagon's document. The Chinese Communist Party, it added, could use these weapons for military provocations against U.S. allies in the region. And despite Russian officials' recent comments about using nuclear weapons to defend Russia, U.S. officials say they haven't seen indications Moscow is preparing to use them. This is written by Jack Phillips, breaking news reporter for the Great Epic Times. Now, why the hell would we take a major, technologically advanced, new military project off the table in the face of what the communist Chinese and the fascistic Russians are doing? You want to know why? Because we're starving our military. We need a lot more spending in our military. Oh, I know. The Putinoids with their hemorrhoids and all the rest. Some who claim to be American firsters who are American lasters. The radical left, which never thinks we have enough money for illegal aliens and redistribution of wealth. National security is the number one responsibility of this government. Number one, two, and number three. And it's failing us. The opposite needs to be done. We need to increase our defense budget on top of any increases already by about 7%. 7%. We need to muscle up all the services. All of them. And we need to get new brass in there, new generals and admirals who know what the hell they're doing. Rather than salute and march behind Biden when he disgraces us and the American people in Afghanistan when he surrendered and caused the death of 13 red-blooded Americans. While he's sending out his cockamamie Obama retread negotiators to figure out how to get uh, Iran nuclear warheads without making it so obvious. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. If you're a Democrat, ladies and gentlemen, what exactly do you run on now? You can't run on your record. 
I already, with exquisite detail, laid out their record in the first hour. Can't run on that record. Everybody doesn't hate America, particularly most red-blooded patriotic Americans. What are you going to do? While they're spending hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to try and recharacterize who they are and to try to character assassinate their Republican opponents. And they're getting enormous in-kind contributions from the corrupt media. And that may work in some cases. They may work in some instances. If you live in a congressional district or a state where the Senate seat is up, and you don't vote, it comes down to 100 votes or 1,200 votes or 3,000 votes, and you and a handful of others decided not to vote, there's a red wave coming. How do you know? I've been watching TV. There's a red wave coming. Uh, unfortunately, that's on you. It's very, very important that you get out and vote. If you need help, you know where to get help. But if you're a Democrat, what do you run on? You can't, say, you can't run on and say, I want to sexualize your seven-year-old. You can't say to black people, you can't succeed because you're oppressed. You can't say to white people, you can't succeed because you're an oppressor. You can't say to Hispanic Americans, we have you in our back pocket. And the same to Asian Americans and Indian Americans. What do you run on? Your fantastic record of law and order? You can't run on that. What do you, I'm serious. What do you run on? We believe in equity and equality? Oh, yeah. So did Mao and Stalin and Castro. And equity and equality means police state and everybody's poor. Except, of course, for the ruling class. That's not exactly enticing. No? Well, what do you run on? Well, we, we believe in taxing the rich. Well, that doesn't get me food. That doesn't fill the tank. That doesn't get me contributions to my pension, IRA, 401k, or what have you. So if you get the rich, what does that do for me? Nothing. So what do you run on? That's their problem. They can't tell you the truth about who they are. And if you listen to this show and you've read my book, you know who they are. You know exactly who they are. Now those who don't, they can't run on the economy. Look at this. In the past quarter, the the GDP grew 2.6%. Yes, and the price of food went up 16%. Now we're turning this thing around. No, you're not turning anything around. You're not turning a damn thing around. Price of gasoline. Biden keeps lying. He says he reduced it from $5 a gallon. It's funny how he picks those dates. What was it when he came into office? A couple of bucks. Now, in most parts of the country, it's three and a half, three dollars seventy-five cents. I fill up the cars. I know what they, what it is. 
They're going to run on education. They control education. They control the classrooms. Their public sector union thugs control them. And without the NEA and the AFT, the Democrat Party would be dead on its back. So would Lisa Murkowski in Alaska. They can't run on that. You're furious about what's going on in the classrooms. They can't run on education. They can't run on law and order. They can't run on securing the border. They can't run on a strong economy. What do they run on? Race. Race. They want people angry and jealous. Class warfare. The Republicans... They want to destroy Social Security and Medicare. Uh, Who said that? Nobody said that. No, 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 but that's a good one. Carvel said it's a good one, and Carvel would know. Carvel's a reprobate. He doesn't know anything. So they want to run it. It's not working. Because the increases to people on Social Security and Medicare are coming from the Democrat Party economic policies and high inflation. So they can't really run on that in any serious way. So they sit around a table at the DNC, Washington, D.C., usually works. They have all their dark money from these multi-billionaires, the Soroses, the Buffets, all the rest of them, the Gateses and the whatever. And they're, where do we put our money? How do we do this? What are we going to do? They've tried attacking Trump. Nobody's sure how, but that's relevant too. Not working. Racism. It's not working this time. Because you have unparalleled voting going on. But you can still have suppression and massive voting taking place. This is the argument now. Like you are mentally ill that you can't digest the fact that there's massive new voting... And yet there's still repression and suppression. And by the way, all these people who are suppressed and repressed who can't vote, where are they? I told you before, the 1965 Voting Rights Act gives them a cause of action, an individual cause of action. People aren't lining up in federal court to sue. They're voting. The election deniers, the Democrats. They're going to run on January 6th. They can run on January 6th, January 7th, January 8th. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a damn. They don't know what to do. Let's go after Herschel Walker. How many abortions can we say that Herschel Walker paid for? He doesn't even have time to, to respond. I'll be right back. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. 
Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. Mark Levin, the funder on the right. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Welcome back, America. We have America's governor on the program, as a matter of fact, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Governor, how's it looking there in the great state of Florida? I mean, I am here right now, but I'm just curious your take on this. Oh, man, Mark, I think we've got momentum like we've never seen down here. Our voters are, are absolutely fired up. Uh, we've got uh, great support uh, amongst independent voters, and, and I think we're peeling away way more Democrats than uh, than Republicans have usually been able to do. So uh, we feel like it's really, really good, and part of it is people understand that, that we've delivered for the state of Florida. I mean, we kept the state free. We had the kids in school. Uh, we protected people's rights. We fought back against Biden's policies, which they're frustrated over. So I think people are, are recognizing that. And there are, you know, we're going to get people voting for us who um, you know may not necessarily be conservative, but say, you know what, the guy's done a good job and we want to be there uh, for him. I hope you've, you're preparing to cast your vote. I want to make sure you get that in. <laughs> Well, I won't say I voted twice, but I did vote. Uh, I went over there okay. in Martin County. And by the way, Governor, it was hilarious. I walked in there. People's eyes were popping out like, what am I doing here? And I said, I live here now. So uh, it was that's, really quite that's, pleasant. That's great turf for you. There's a lot of your fans in Martin County. And so it's a great, great place. And that's one of the stories, Mark, I think, that we'll see after election night about Florida. When I ran four years ago, uh, we had close to 300,000 more registered Democrats in the state than Republicans. And we'd never had more R's than D's in, in, the, in the history of Florida until I became governor. So this is the first election that we've had more Republicans than Democrats. But it's not just we have more. We have 306,000 more registered Republicans and Democrats now in the state of Florida. So part of that is the migration that we've seen, people fleeing failed jurisdictions run by leftist politicians. It's also people moving to us from within Florida. So people who used to be Dem going Republican, people who used to be independent joining uh, with Republicans. And so so it's a really interesting story. But what I think it will show if we can bring this through the finish line is that when you lead and when you, with purpose and conviction, when you stand up for all the right things that, that you, me, and your audience believes in, uh, people respond to that. And it's not just people who, who may be traditional conservatives. I mean, the message that we have for what we need to do in Florida and really throughout the country, you know, has a broad resonance because we're really standing up against the ridiculous excesses of the modern left. Now, Governor DeSantis... We don't want people to think that there's this great red wave. We want them to get out and vote and get everybody else out to vote. Isn't that right? Absolutely. And uh, four years ago, they were saying I couldn't win. Now they're trying to act like it's in the bag. And look, it's, it's only in the bag if everyone does their part. And so we absolutely are. It's essential that people get out there to vote, not just in my race, but races across the board. 
look, I think this could be a historic wave if everybody goes out and gets friends, families to do it, and not just Florida. I mean, I think the Senate races, the House races, you know, we are potentially going to have a historic night. And so I would just encourage people work hard over these next, not even two weeks at this point, uh, to, to get this thing over the goal line. But, but we have within reach the ability to really start solidify states like Florida and all the others with the governorships and then with the Congress really began the pushback against Biden, which is really the first thing that needs to be done to, to have a revival uh, in our country, which I know most of us uh, understand is desperately needed. Now, Governor DeSantis, your opponent, uh, Charlie Crist, he's been governor, he's been a Republican, been an independent, now he's a Democrat, now he is a Biden sycophant. What does a guy like that run on? Uh, you have a record that is a killer record. What does a guy like him run on? The failed Biden record? It's unbelievable. He has not only embraced Biden, he's voted with him 100% of the time, but he said Biden is the best president of his lifetime. And he's refused to really moderate that position. Now, he doesn't necessarily want to talk about it as much because he knows it's not popular, but he has not distanced himself for that. So he basically wants to bring Biden's policies in D.C. to Florida, which um, not only do Republicans, independents, and some Democrats not want to do that, even a Democrat that likes Biden doesn't think Biden's the best president of their lifetime. So he's so out of touch uh, with what's going on. But look, at the end of the day, this guy's been through every political iteration under the sun, political parties, positions, he's changed it all. And at the end of the day, for him, it's just about running for office, and he's willing to make whatever calculations he thinks is necessary uh, to get him to a primary victory or, or not. And that's just what we find. But, yeah, he doesn't have uh, the ability to make a coherent case, and that's what people see. And, in fact, uh, one of the reasons Florida's done well, of course, is because we kept the economy open. He wrote me a letter in July of 2020 saying, you have to lock down the state of Florida. You have to make everyone shelter in place. You need to impose mandates. And he was saying we were being reckless by letting, making sure people could work and business could operate. Uh, and if we had done that, Florida would have been destroyed. I mean, our, our, our restaurants, our hospitality, our tourism uh, would have been irreparably damaged. Our kids would have been locked out of school. We would have cost hundreds of thousands of jobs, and many thousands of businesses would have just gone under. So that's what that was his prescription for the state of Florida. So the whole DNA of our state about being the free state of Florida would have been all for naught if Charlie Chris was sitting in my chair doing what he was uh, advocating for me to do two years ago. You know, I think two of your many reasons for being so uh, really successful as, as an executive, as a governor, is number one, and you told me this yourself in one of our interviews, I don't just say what I'm going to do, I act, I do it. That's number one. And number two, you've been willing to go where most Republicans will not go. When the far-left culture reaches out to try and destroy an institution or to compel a certain kind of behavior. You fought it. You confronted it. Disney is a perfect example. The classrooms are another example. Is that how you see it? Yeah, I mean, look, Mark, at the end of the day, uh, these are important fights. And I understand there's sometimes there's fights that Republicans don't like to get in because they know the corporate media will attack them. Uh, I view leadership as, as, a, as a Republican, as a conservative. Uh, if the corporate media is not attacking me, then I am not doing my job right. Because that means I'm not standing for the right things. Uh, what they want, what the corporate media wants as re of Republicans is to basically be a control 
controlled opposition where you will, you know, support tax cuts and a couple things, but basically let the Democrats and the left run the show all through all these different institutions. And we're just not allowing that in the state of Florida. We're willing to take on woke corporations like Disney. We've been willing to stand up for, for decency in the classrooms, particularly with these young kids. I mean, they wanted to, to teach uh, some, some six-year-old that their gender is a choice and they were born in the wrong body. We, we enacted legislation uh, to stop that, and we made sure that we were, uh, we, we were uh, on offense on all those issues. Same thing with women's sports. We passed legislation saying, you know what, we're not going to have a situation where you compete on the men's team for three years and switch to the women's and somehow you win the championship over all these women athletes who have been training the whole time. And all of those issues, we get a lot of blowback from the corporate press. But I think uh, what Republicans just need to understand is the corporate press is so off their rocker, they're so out of touch with the overall public that the fact that they're attacking you is not a negative. And if you're just speaking the truth and speaking clearly, it penetrates through their garbage, and the average person gets it, and, and, and it resonates with them. And that's what's happened in the state of Florida. I've, with all the successes we've had, we've done that in the teeth of more opposition from national media outlets than probably any governor um, has had to face. At least I can't remember one that, that's, a, that's more of a constant target than I've been uh, over the last few years. And yet we do it, we put up the wins, and the people respond. All right, I know you have to go soon uh, to go on Hannity's show. Although I think you did the right thing. You come on my show first. You can tell Hannity I said this. And uh, we get a bigger audience. Anyway, uh, well, the thing is, Mark, is I used to kid Sean about about being a Florida voter because his vote would count more. But actually, I think this year, you know, that Lee Zeldin vote matters. I think Lee Zeldin can win that race. It's really exciting to see that we could potentially see change in New York State. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? Fantastic. All across this country. Freedom rings, I hope. Last question. The hurricane, the damage it's done. Uh, How's the rebuilding effort going? Well, it was a rapid response and recovery mission, and so there's a lot of damage, but we were able to get the power back on, working with all the utility companies in record time. We actually fixed two major bridges. We did one in three days to Pine Island, and then we did the Sanibel Causeway, which was severed in three different areas. Our, our Department of Edu- uh, Transportation in Florida uh, fixed that, so three weeks to the day of the hurricane was open for the general public, and so that has really assisted those very hard hit islands and getting what they need because we you know, we did the search and rescue with helicopters boats all that of course right after the storm uh, and then we were helicoptering in utility workers and other people boating some of them in but it wasn't a, you really need to get those trucks over that causeway so we were able to do that get it over the pine island bridge so i think there's a lot of damage but people see a lot of progress and they're they're really happy that there's been leadership on this and so we're going to keep going that's a heck of a part of our state you know those people are very tough very resilient and you never want one of these things to happen. But, but I, I, I think, without question, it is going to come back uh, in a very, very big way. And I think it will come back a lot sooner than most people would have anticipated just a month ago. And the First Lady, Casey DeSantis, has uh, sort of led an effort to raise an enormous amount of money to help uh, as many people as possible. And I think the commercial she's in, in Florida, is the most compelling and persuasive commercial of all, where she praises her husband, you, as she suffered through cancer and so forth. Uh, and Ron DeSantis, I very much appreciate your time. I know you're in great demand. Honestly, give, give uh, Sean my best, and have a wonderful, wonderful night.
Okay, thanks, Mark. Bye-bye. God bless. Take care of yourself. He's going to be on Hannity tonight with Senator Rubio, Senator Scott. They've got quite a, quite a lineup there in Florida, don't they, Mr. Producer? Almost as good as yours. You got, you've got Schumer and uh, Gillibrand. I do it with the Yiddish. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network. Same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. By the way, if you want to help Governor DeSantis, it's rondesantis.com. It's on all of our uh, social media platforms, rondesantis.com, if you'd like to help Governor DeSantis. And you can see uh, how fantastic he is. More news? I've been hitting on this energy thing, and you can see the issue which comes to diesel fuel and the shortage of diesel fuel. We discussed it here, I guess it's two weeks ago, and now it's a national issue. And that's important. And that, in fact, there's already been rationing of this home heating oil in the Northeast, New England areas, for New York as well. This is a big issue, as far as I'm concerned. And now from Zero Hedge, energy execs tell Granholm, she's the putative secretary of energy, uh, shuttered U.S. oil refineries won't restart. So in other words, you can find all the crude you want, but it has to be refined. U.S. energy executives told Jennifer Granholm that shuttered crude oil refineries won't restart. Comments were made to the, during a recent White House meeting. Quote, the one interesting thing that came out of it, too, was that there was consideration for the ability to restart refining capacity that had been shut down, and I think the general sentiment was, that's not going to happen. Said Joe Gorder, Valero's chief executive. Limited U.S. refinery capacity, perhaps more critically, refinery capacity in specific U.S. geographic areas, known as PADS, uh, worry that the United States over high gasoline prices and energy security needs to refine more. The problem is U.S. refinery run rates were north of 90% for much of the summer. 
According to the uh, Energy Information Administration weekly petroleum status report, shuttered refinery is unlikely to start back or the latest nail in the U.S. refinery coffin. Now, why? The CEO of Chevron, Mike Worth, who is a very honest guy, I don't know him, but he, he puts the truth out there. He said building a refinery is a multi-billion dollar investment. It can take a decade. We haven't had a refinery built in the United States since the 1970s, 1971 to be specific. He said, my personal view is that there will never be another refinery built in the United States. Why? Because oil and gas companies would have to weigh the benefits of committing capital for 10 years, billions, that will need decades to offer a return on shareholders. And in a policy environment, says Worth, where governments around the world are saying, we don't want these products to be used in the future, it's kind of difficult to justify it as a matter of logic, ladies and gentlemen, to your shareholders. So, they're making decisions today, the Biden administration, nameless, faceless bureaucrats, radical Marxists, they're making decisions today that are going to impale our economy for decades to come. They shouldn't be in there another minute. You should be racing to the polling places if you have early voting. We're not building refineries. And we're not. And they have no intention to. Because they've been told by Biden and his comrades the regulations, the red tape, that it's not going to get done. They're not going to apply billions and billions to it. And by the way, that's the same with nuclear power. Nuclear power is off the table. Refineries are off the table. Fracking is off the table. What a disgrace. What a disaster. For a government to do this to its own people. For all the reasons I explained in hour one. Now, I want to give you a little update about that. Some of you uh, just tuned in. Uh, I did speak at some length. If you want to destroy America, here's what you do. You vote Democrat, and why? And we've had a lot of requests for it, so what we're doing, Mr. Producer is doing, is he's preparing it. Uh, it will appear on Rumble, and then we will place it as well on all of our social sites, if I understand this properly. Is that right, Rich? And we also had a beautiful poem really quite patriotic by our friend Mike Booth and we're going to put that out there when we get that all set up as well on our social media sites when we come back Tudor Dixon first time I've ever talked to her first time on radio and or TV she's running against Gretchen Whitmer the uh, putative governor of Michigan she did a hell of a job in her debate and we'll be right back in this economy, we all need as much help as we can get. If you own a business, you're looking for ways to survive. Innovation refunds can help. Small business owners, please listen up. You can be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Now, this isn't a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. Go to GetRefunds.com. Their tax attorneys are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program, and have already returned $1 billion to businesses, and they can help you too. 
Go to GetRefunds.com. They do all the work with no charge up front. They simply charge a percentage of the cash that they get for you. Go to GetRefunds.com. Click on Qualify Me and answer a few questions. It's that simple. Now, this payroll tax refund is only available for a very limited amount of time. So check it out right away. GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, It's a pleasure to introduce for the first time to our airwaves, Tudor Dixon, the Republican nominee candidate for governor of Michigan. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Well, you really made a hell of a race out of this for governor of Michigan. And God knows the people need a new governor. And you did a great job in this debate. What do you do when the Democrats and their dark money billionaires pour all this money into Michigan to lie about her record, then she has the in-kind contributions from the corrupt media. And I'm sure you're getting money, but you can't keep up with her. Do you think your messages are getting across to the people of Michigan? Well, we, you're absolutely right. We can't keep up with her. She's making a, she's bringing in a massive amount of money. And so we are asking for anybody who can go to TudorDixon.com and help. That would be amazing. But the interesting part about this is when I first came out of the primary, the media said to me, how could you possibly get the name ID that Gretchen Whitmer has? And it made me think of when Donald Trump said, Mexico, we're going to build the wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. And I said, you know what? Everyone in this state will know my name, and Gretchen Whitmer is going to pay for it. And turns out that's what she did. <laughs> that's very good. So ultimately, they will look back on this and say, oh, my goodness, no one would have known her if we had just been quiet. But now I can't go into a restaurant in this state without people knowing exactly who I am. And the funny part about it is people said, well, they won't know if you're a girl or a boy. A tutor could be anything. And I said, mm. she's going to put my picture right next to my name. And sure enough, she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let me ask you this. She shut down your state. I mean, she, it, it was, uh, she did a better job than most prisons. She shut down your state. Uh, you actually had law enforcement arresting people who weren't wearing masks. People were having to wear masks outside when they were by themselves in parks, she shut down your school systems, even though she lied about that during the debate. I hope the people in Michigan have a long memory about these sorts of things. Where do you disagree with her fundamentally on the policies? Oh, well, first and foremost, on education, she is completely beholden to the teachers union and believes that as long as you are keeping the teachers union happy, it doesn't matter that the state is in the bottom 10 in the nation. And she she has continued this trend that we've, well, obviously, we were out of school longer than anyone else, despite the fact that she lied at the debate. And so our kids are, are, are miserably behind. We just got our NAEP scores back, and we are in the bottom 10 in the nation. It's devastating to see what is going on, but also on business as well. Our state is, has a completely overregulated system. We, we are overregulation. Our regulatory state is out of this world. We have to reduce that by 40%. We can't compete with 
the neighboring states on automotive. She says that she's saving automotive. Automotive is leaving the state of Michigan. That is our legacy industry. We are not in the running for the upcoming plants right now. And it's because of our regulatory state. And she has no business background. She has no idea what these businesses need. So when you say she shut down our state, we lost more small businesses than any other state in the in the past year. She shut down restaurants for eight months. Can you imagine a restaurant being shut mm-hmm. down for eight months and actually surviving it? 3,000 restaurants closed. And when you talk about her choices during the pandemic, you could deliver marijuana curbside, but not Easter lilies. So the Easter lily guy got a note on his greenhouse door that said, if you continue to deliver Easter lilies curbside, we will have the police here to put you in jail. That was how she ran things. She had a shame list on the internet of companies that broke her rules so that people would know. And if they agreed they broke her rules, their fine would be cut in half. And that would be all public record. It's unbelievable, the uh, power-hungry nature of the left and the Democrat Party. Now, Michigan, do you still have a Republican legislature there? We do. We have for 20 years, and I think that's where people say, boy, this is a blue state. It's not a blue state. It is very much a red state, and that's why we've been able to do what we've been able to do. But the really interesting part about what's happened in Michigan, you see this radical sex and gender stuff happening in schools. Mm -hmm. You saw that in the debate, she was unwilling to say that it's a problem. She even made a crack saying, my opponent thinks that books are more dangerous than guns which is outrageous to, to think that we don't have dangers in both areas, that we have to make sure that our kids are safe no matter what. She says she doesn't believe that books are a problem. We have a unique situation in Michigan where Dearborn, Michigan, is mostly Democrat and mostly Muslim, and our Muslim families have typically voted Democrat. They are outraged by the sex and gender stuff in schools, and they have come to me and said, we're switching parties this year. It's pretty wow. interesting. No, that's right. You've got all kinds of people with all kinds of backgrounds coming together to protect their children from the Democrat Party. And uh, she's not going to attract business into Michigan and so forth. But it would be great if you had a Republican governor, you, and a Republican legislature, so even more that people can see what can actually get done, what a little bit more freedom is like. Is uh, Michigan depopulating itself? That is, are a lot of people leaving the state? Yes, yes. We lost a congressman this uh, seat. So we lost a congressional seat because our population has declined so significantly. And part of it, part of that is schools, because when you're in the bottom 10 in the nation, people don't want to come to the state or stay in the state. We also have a rising crime problem. So as you've seen the numbers go up, we have four of the 20 most dangerous cities in the entire country. So crime is rising. She has done nothing. In fact, there were two times when she defunded programs. She took away money from corrections officers. She took away money from secondary road patrols. And when I talk to our sheriffs, they tell me she now has our jails full and our prisons empty to try and manipulate the recidivism rates to make it look like crime is lower than it actually is. And our jails are full with people who should be in prison or mental hospitals. And so our corrections officers are completely out of their area of expertise with the people that are filling our jails right now. The whole system that she runs is completely manipulated and corrupt. You would be a great governor. It's TudorDixon.com, T-U-D-O-R, Dixon.com. I understand you have to go. I just hope everybody in Michigan, we're all over Michigan, that you'll get out and vote. Do you have early voting there? 
We have, you, you can, yes, you can go get, and you can vote in person right now with an absentee ballot. So you can do that right now. We do, we do have that available. We would say, please go out and vote. If you can vote now, if you can vote on election day, it's, it's so important that we get people to the polls. We have a, mm-hmm. three proposals on the ballot that are driving people, and I believe it's drive, they're driving more Republicans than Democrats. This is a huge opportunity for us. Right now, we're top 10 in crime and bottom 10 in education. We have no place to go but up unless we have Gretchen Whitmer for another four years. And then I don't know what the future of this state could be. It could be so catastrophic. With no business background, she doesn't understand how difficult it is to run a business in the state. My family had a steel foundry. I worked on the shop floor of the steel foundry for many years. I get what it's like to do hard work, and I get what it's like to try to do hard work in a state like Michigan. And I know I can bring it back, and I just ask people to allow me to serve them, and I will serve them well. And I really think you would. You've run a hell of a campaign coming from way behind. And I just want to tell our listeners in Michigan a little push, and you'll have a new governor. And these races can be won by 500, 1,000, 1,200 votes or lost by the same. So you don't want to wake up and say, oh, my God, I wish I had voted. I wish my mother and father, grandparents. It's up to us. I wish you all the best, my friend. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck. That's TudorDixon.com, T-U-D-O-R, Dixon.com. She'd be a great governor. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals, and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. We post on uh, our social platforms, Twitter and the rest the various information for the candidates that we interview. If you're curious about it, I sometimes get inquiries, who should we support and so forth, and that's a good place to start. Uh, We're very careful about who we're bringing on because time is precious, and I believe these are important races. We've also posted now on uh, all the platforms, including Mark Levin Show Twitter, Mark Levin Show Getter, Mark Levin Show Parlor, Mark Levin Show truth social how to destroy america vote democrat and uh all the details and so forth from the first hour there if you want to take another listen or share it with anybody uh, we'll do everything we can 
to uh, to get people motivated to get out and vote in mass and to help get other people out to vote. As I as I've told you, you have more context than you might realize if you think about it. You've got email addresses, you've got phone numbers that you can call or text. You have other lists of people you know from various aspects of your life, maybe your church or temple, maybe community information. If these are individuals who you know or might be persuadable or you know who will vote the right way, please, please encourage them to do it. We can have a fantastic Thanksgiving this year, America, together. Oh, by the way, there's going to be... <laughs> Shortages of turkey, I have to tell you. And the price of turkey's gone through the roof, too. But don't worry, we have a hell of an economy, according to Biden. Uh, he is a turkey, and he'll have plenty of that to eat, too, I'm sure. Anyway, I'm just making the point. You can have a fantastic Thanksgiving this year. And thank God that your fellow Americans, who are also sitting around a table with their family, some overseas, that they're thinking exactly what you're thinking. We did it. There's more to do. We got to crawl before we walk, as they say, but we did it. Look, we know this is daunting. We know the forces that are arrayed against us, but we've now built an army, a grassroots army, you. Starting 18 months ago, parents, Pro-lifers. Everybody. Tea Party. MAGA. It doesn't matter who you are. Many of you independents, you see what's going on. And many of you independents, you're independent not because you're leftists, not because you hate America, because you don't like either party. That's understandable in many ways. But here, but here, it's important to do what we need to do. And if this, how to destroy America, vote Democrat, is helpful to you, use it. Use whatever you need to use. Use whatever you can use. Ron Johnson's Senate opponent is Mandela Barnes. Mandela Barnes is a hate America radical. And according to the Federalist, he boasts that he's challenging Ron Johnson, who is a great patriot, for a chance to fix everything that ails the nation. But Barnes' desire to revamp the U.S. doesn't come from his love for America. Instead, it's a product of his disgust for the nation that he calls home. Lieutenant Governor of Wisconsin has quite a history of extremist tweets and a penchant for faking endorsements, but it's the Democrats' hatred for the greatest country on earth... That uh, I'm trying to see who wrote this so I can give him credit, but I don't have the name of the person. But that's what it is. His, his hate for the greatest country in the face of the earth and its founding with his disparaging comments. Jordan Boyd. In 2021, while campaigning for a chance to join Congress, Barnes told constituents our country's birth was, quote, bad and terrible. The founding of this nation, awful, Barnes said during a question and answer session. We are here now, and we should commit ourselves to doing everything we can to repair the harm, because it still exists today, the harm, the damage. 
whether it was colonialization or whether it was slavery, the impacts are felt today. They're going to continue to be felt unless we address it in a meaningful way. Barnes acknowledges the U.S. is the most wealthy, the most powerful nation on earth, but says it only because of forced labor on stolen land. We have to teach the reality of why we are where we are, or else people will just assume it just happened this way because of hard work, because of pulling up by your bootstraps, Barnes said during a Facebook Live discussion hosted by leftist group Citizen Action of Wisconsin. In 2020, he tried to convince the audience of the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater that we're still waiting for our moment for America to be great. You know, I think of a punk like this. This guy's a young guy. I think of a punk like this, and from time to time, not enough. I have visited Arlington Cemetery. My wife and I have visited it. I have visited on my own before I even knew her. And you walk those rows and rows and rows and rows of people who gave their life. So Mandela Barnes could be an a-hole and trash American history. I want you to go online and look up the top 10 most brutal battles of the Civil War and look how many casualties there were. Now, obviously, I'm Jewish, and my ancestors came here after the Civil War. When I walk in Arlington, you see all kinds of headstones there, Christians, Jews, Muslims, no affiliation. But I always remember the vast majority of people at that Arlington National Cemetery, the vast overwhelming majority, are white Christian men, Mr. Producer. Weren't they privileged, ladies and gentlemen? Privileged, you see. Most of them murdered, not murdered, most of them killed before they even hit the prime of their life. Most of them killed, they were much younger than the people who trashed this country. Some of them were younger than college age, some of them were college age. And I got to hear this Mandela Barnes trash America. When is America going to be great again? You're going to elect this man as a senator? He's going to walk the halls of a building he detests? In an institution he hates? In a country? In a country that he would spit on? That's Mandela Barnes, Wisconsin. If you're a Democrat and you vote for this man, you're voting for somebody you agree with. You're voting for somebody who will represent your values and your beliefs. Are there really that many people in Wisconsin who agree on this? With Mandela Barnes, I sure as hell hope not. He's not alone. You have similar candidates running all over this country. In Pennsylvania, in North Carolina, in Georgia. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. Asusian Houston, Houston. Asusian Houston. We're sunny. On the view today. By the way, I finally killed this mosquito. Caught me on my left hand. 
got me on my left forearm, got me on a finger on my right hand, and I swell up like Nancy Pelosi's face. I really do. And I got the little bastard just now during the break. Thank me. Thank me. Anyway, so, uh, Asuncion, a.k.a. Sonny Huston, a.k.a. Marxist, she's on The View today. Look how she puts down Herschel Walker because he's black. So racist. And so does Whoopi Goldberg. Cut three, go. I think the sad thing about this is, you know, Herschel Walker is woefully underqualified for this job. Mm -hmm. And the only reason he was chosen and also supported by Trump is because Raphael Warnock, the senator in Georgia, is black. (laughs) And they wanted someone who was black to confront him, to oppose him. Oh, I see. That's the only reason he was picked. And you were picked why to be on The View? Asuncion Huston, why were you picked? You certainly weren't picked because of your brains. Or because of your compassion. Why were you picked? I guess we all know why, based on your own logic, such as it is. Why is it that people on the left, like her, can get away with such racist statements? But we know why Asuncion Sonny Hostin was chosen. She's woefully unqualified to be on The View. Just a knee-jerk commie. Woefully unqualified. Another former prosecutor, by the way. Here's a montage. The media says Republicans will destroy democracy. Now, as I said the other day, keep something in mind. They want to destroy the Senate. They want to pack the Supreme Court. They want to nationalize our voting system. They are the ones who are trying to destroy our constitutional construct. And they tell us the Republicans want to destroy democracy. Just like the Republicans didn't want blacks to vote in Georgia. Now people are voting in droves like numbers we've never seen before. Any apologies from the media? No. Any apologies from the corporatists? No. Any apologies to the city of Atlanta for taking Major League Baseball out of there, you jerks? No. But here are the media, just like the Democrats. Newsbusters, hat tip, cut one, go. We are watching Republicans not just destroying democracy in the dark, breaking into election officers and plugging stuff in. We're watching them do it from rally stages debate stages. Yes. We could yes. lose our democracy, and it could happen in 17 uh, days. A majority Jeez. of Americans believe that democracy is under threat. Democracy mm. on the ballot, it's not just a slogan. A lot of Republicans in the last three weeks have suddenly found themselves deciding, hey, party over country. I'm wondering whether this puts oh, America into the fast lane towards illiberal democracy. Uh, I'm not going to say... Is that an that, American you know, there? I don't know what that is. Go ahead at this point or whatever but it certainly sounds very familiar we will wake up the morning after election day we might not even call it that anymore in two years the future is oh, not is that nicole wallace no wonder she gets the big bucks she uses big words with at least three syllables go ahead so they have to cheat do you think it's time to ask for friends and allies to come over and help us monitor our elections do you think it requires you know a democracy commission the republicans have an explicit incentive to make the economy worse they will cut social security they're gonna cut lunches for children if republicans wait a minute is that joy uh behar mr producer 
Doesn't look like she's missed many lunches, does it? No, I don't think so. They're going to cut Social Security and cut lunches for children? What's she been smoking? Who says this? Who, who even believes this? Go ahead. Control of one or both houses of Congress, they will do everything in their power to sabotage the economy. They are not going to help you. So why would you vote for them? Millions of Americans are scared. A lot of Americans are right to be scared tonight. Why shouldn't we be scared? Democracy is on the knife's edge. Mr. President, I'll be honest. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. They're scared. What a gaggle of clowns. What a clown show we have in our phony media. A bunch of wokesters. I'm scared. You know, that's not, they're not Marines facing down an enemy. They're not police officers facing down some thug with a gun. They're not a parent suffering through a child who has cancer. They're scared, though. They're very scared. They're a bunch of pampered, overpaid punks. That's what they are. Ideologically driven morons. More the reason to crush that party. Vote as soon as you can. Get it done. Oh, I like to vote on election day. I normally did too, but elections have changed. I voted already. Vote if you can. If you can, get it done. And spend the rest of the time, in addition to whatever you do, spend some of the time or the rest of the time helping get somebody or some bodies out there to vote. Citizenship, properly understood, is work. It's work. If somebody can volunteer to go into the military, to leave their family, to put their life on the line, you watch these commercials, these poor people with missing limbs, whose lives have completely turned upside down. Wounded warriors, tunnel to towers, and the paralyzed vet, uh, veterans, all of them. We're just asking you to vote and to get as many people as you can out there to vote. That's all. I know I'm singing to the choir here, but we need members of the choir to sing to other people too. You, you need to go out there. You need to press the case. If you're a trucker, God, we love our truckers. Speak to fellow truckers. And as soon as possible, because... A lot of these cross-country drives, they they take a couple of weeks because of uh, going back and forth and the loads and so forth. Please, you're one of our secret weapons out there, you truckers. Truckers talking to truckers. Truckers at truck stops. I'm not kidding. One of the greatest ways to communicate. I pointed out here two weeks ago, the diesel fuel issue. Wasn't in the media. We dug it out. I dug it out. You know it firsthand. You're going to be shut down in a matter of weeks if we don't get this figured out and fast. There's an urgency here. There's an emergency here. You people in the Northeast, in New York, you're going to have your fuel rationed. There's already shortages. It's already being rationed. You haven't felt it yet. You people in New York who are making decisions about governor, you have one candidate 
in Zelman, who says he wants to open up the fracking. You better hope he wins. And all throughout New England, you got a man running for the Senate in New Hampshire, a retired general with more medals than you can count as they try to destroy his character, General Bulldog. You're not going to get energy in New Hampshire the way you should if you vote for Hassan, who is a disaster. You folks in Alaska, Lisa Murkowski's been in the Senate 30 years. Between her and her father, it's half a century, for God's sakes. What's going on with energy in Alaska? Nothing. You have Chewbacca, who will make a huge difference. Folks, it's time to send in the political cavalry. It's time to send the men and women with really diverse private sector backgrounds, citizen candidates. It's time to send our representatives to Washington, D.C. Not Washington, D.C. to tell us who our representatives will be. Blake Masters in Arizona. The more I learn about him, the more I like him. What has Mark Kelly done for Arizona? Nothing. And he'll continue to vote for the decline of America. There's no moderate. J.D. Vance, the more I know him, the more I like him. Is the real deal. Why send a phony moderate Democrat like Tim Ryan who votes with the Democrats down the line when you have the real deal in the Republican Party? Herschel Walker. They hate Herschel Walker, particularly left-wing blacks. They hate Herschel Walker, particularly translucent left-wing whites like Scarborough. They hate Herschel Walker. They got to destroy him. They got to defeat him. They got to take anything that everybody says and spew it out there because he goes against he goes against what they stand for on the left. They pulled it with Clarence Thomas. They do it with all of our people. Tell them, no, not this time. Damn it, not this time. Don't vote for your own destruction. Don't vote for your own impoverishment. Don't vote for the decline of your country when we have men and women overseas who are trying to save this country. In Arlington National Cemetery, military... Cemeteries all over the country, private, religious cemeteries all over the country are filled with red-blooded Americans from the beginning of this country who handed you this most fabulous place on earth. Do not allow these radical Marxists who are in the Democrat Party dressed up as something that they're not, trying to pre- pre- uh, pretend to be moderates who care about you. Do not let them... Set this country on fire. Think about what your ancestors would be saying right now. Think about it. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
You know, folks, Ukraine has absolutely nothing to do with our energy situation. And why people keep making excuses for Biden and the Democrats, I'll never know. Ukraine has nothing to do with it. We don't need energy from Ukraine. We don't need energy from Russia. In fact, our European friends, such as they are, if we, in fact, were still energy independent, we could open our spigots even more and help and help them. While our companies and our, our employees continue to make even more money. But Joe Biden has sabotaged our energy industry. These socialists in these European company, uh, countries have sabotaged their energy industry. It has nothing to do with Ukraine. Ukraine is a tiny economy. Tiny. And Russia has a small economy. We never relied on Russian oil and gasoline in this country. So the Putinoids, uh, their hemorrhoids are really... Uh, I'll leave it at that. Let's take a call. Here we go. Stephen Conyers, Georgia, on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead, please. Hey, Mark. Good to uh, be able to talk to you tonight. Just wanted to let you know that uh, I went to a uh, political rally today, uh, saw Senator Cruz and Herschel Walker uh, is speaking in Monroe, Georgia. It was the first time I'd ever been to a, an in-person political event. It was a great time. And uh, you, I heard you talking a few minutes ago about the uh, the ladies on the View and some of their comments about uh, Herschel. I just yeah, racist, you, I, outrageous views that is sanctioned by their syndicate and by the network on which they appear. It's unbelievable. It, yeah, it's horrible. I can tell you, he spoke for about thirty minutes. No notes, no teleprompter. He talked about his faith. He talked about growing up in Georgia, the foundation for what he believes. Uh, He talked about the debate the other night, and uh, Mm -hmm. he talked about his opponent. And he talked about his view for America and what he wants to do. It was articulate. You could understand. He really knew what he was trying to get across. And, uh, you know, he's not... uh, He's a red-blooded patriot. He's actually quite articulate. He's very accomplished. And they're trying to destroy him. Why? Because he's a black Republican conservative. Let's just be honest. That's why. And so they make these outrageous racist comments, which can be made about them, I guess. They're really pointing the fingers at themselves. When they ask, why are they on The View? Is it because uh, Houston is the smartest person? Is it because Karen Goldberg is the smartest person? I mean, why do we have to even get into this? But they can't help it. Because the Democrat Party and the left, well, they're racists. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. You truckers out there, we need your help again. Sorry. And we salute all you folks. You're terrific. Please vote. 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 Vote now. Don't wait. If you can vote early, vote early. I'll see you tomorrow.